um, Lavender Hill Farm evidently was not always a lavender farm. What do you think it was? Just a regular northern Michigan? Yeah, that's a grain silo. So, yeah, it was just probably a, it may have been a dairy. I don't really think so, but probably just a. Would it be sweet if that silo was completely full of lavender? Yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. There's a rumor that it's full of a missile, but we can't say that. <laughs> it's not a missile silo. Welcome back to Winnie and Bill Chat Podcast. This is episode number 13, and we're calling this one Purple Haze. Lucky 13. I am really excited about what we're going to talk about today because this is one of my most favorite things in northern Michigan, and it is the Lavender Hill Farm. Um, Every summer, I so look forward to um, going to Lavender Hill Farm when the lavender is in bloom. And it's almost time. It's almost time for about three weeks now. We've been going a little bit out of our way whenever we go anywhere so that we can drive by Lavender Hill and keep our eye on the status of the lavender. Which is probably unnecessary because... <laughs> Over the past few years, I have been buying Lavender Hill uh, lavender plants and planting them around the house that we're living in. And so I almost have a little lavender farm of my own here, and I can check the status of the lavender by just stepping out my front door. But it's really fun to see the lavender farm. Yeah, it seems to come alive as the lavender starts to, to develop color. Uh, there are more and more traffic that builds up at the place, and it's it's become a kind of a a stop that we like to enjoy seeing people being there, enjoying it, and being a part of that whole little community. When did we first discover the Lavender Hill Farm, Bill? I don't remember. And was it before we moved to Boyne City, or I think it was? Yeah, right? a couple of years at least before we moved over here. Um, so the way that we like to do our podcast is that we will load nine photos to our quiet shutter Instagram account, quiet shutter photo. And, um, I'll also post the pictures on Facebook for those who have not yet taken the jump to Instagram. Come on, get with it. It's not that hard. It's better. It's better. I swear it's better. Anyways. Um, and then Bill and I will look at the pictures and we'll talk about the story behind the picture, what went into taking that picture or whatever memory that picture brings up. And um, you can look at the photos also. If you're listening to us when you can't see the photos, you can check them out later. Quiet shutter photo. Or Winnie underscore Bill on Facebook. So let's go to our pictures, Bill. Okay. Hey, before we get started, we should need to remember to thank Anchor. Anchor podcast uh, platform is a free podcast platform. That's We use um, Anchor. It's really easy to use. If you're interested at all in starting a podcast, we recommend Anchor. It's uh, really easy. If we can do it, you certainly can do it. So let's go to number one picture. So our 
first picture is just kind of a general picture of the Lavender Hill Farm. And in this picture, you see the old barn and the old silo. Um, Lavender Hill Farm evidently was not always a lavender farm. What do you think it was? Just a regular northern Michigan? Yeah, that's a grain silo. So, yeah, it was just probably a, it may have been a dairy. I don't really think so, but probably just a. Wouldn't it be sweet if that silo was completely full of lavender? Yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. There's a rumor that it's full of a missile, but we can't say that. <laughs> it's not a missile silo. So this picture is taken from one of the lavender fields at Lavender Hill Farm. Um, pictures taken from sort of below the little rolling hill, looking up towards the barn and the silo. And the sun is starting to set. It's just kind of hidden a little bit behind the silo, creating a little starburst effect. Otherwise, blue skies and those beautiful white wispy clouds you get in the summer in northern Michigan when, when, oh, you know, when it, everything is wonderful in the world. Yeah, that's, uh, those are the skies we're always looking for and hoping for that, um, unfortunately, we don't see enough of. In, in northern Michigan, maybe in Michigan in general, in the winter, it is so cloudy and gloomy all the time with not very much light. So when June comes and into July and the skies open up and we have those beautiful blue skies and fluffy white clouds and it gets warm or hot, and we just have to soak it in because we don't get enough of that. Right. So this picture shows... Uh, a variety of lavender that grows at Lavender Hill Farm. They have, I wrote it down, 25 different varieties of lavender. Who knew there was so many different kinds of lavender? I didn't know that. Some lavender is um, more sturdy and straw-like, and it's good for using in dried flower arrangements and uh, wreaths and crafty type things. And some lavender is more specific to being used as a culinary ingredient. Yeah. It is essentially an herb, so. Right. So in this picture, you see lavender slash purple color, colored lavender and white lavender. There are um, dark and light purple versions. Um, I You know, the, the lavender is beautiful to look at, but and this is something you cannot capture in the pictures. It's the smell. Definitely the smell. And it seems like there probably is a little difference in smell from one plant to the other, but um, it, it's just it seems to be pretty much the same in all the plants. I think there's a difference in color, but it is, uh, I was a little skeptical of the smell when we first started going there, but it's something that you, once you get used to it, you can really identify it really easily. and. It just, it's almost a calming smell. And lavender has been used probably from the beginning of the time as a, some kind of an aroma perfume or whatnot. It's um, the smell of lavender, if you're not familiar, is not necessarily overly sweet and not necessarily overly spicy smelling. So it's kind of that, in my opinion, that perfect combination of, of, um, sweet and spicy and just it doesn't seem like if it were a perfume or a cologne 
that it would be specific to a, a man or a woman, right? It's it's a, something that I think appeals to a lot of people. Yeah, it's not overly perfumey. So I mean, some smells just knock you over, but this this kind of mildly sneaks up on you, I would say. So the Lavender Hill Farm is located in Horton Bay, right? Just north of Horton Bay, but I think technically that is Fort I, Horton Bay. Do you Bay. think when they get mail, when someone writes them a letter, they address it to Horton Bay? It's on Horton Bay Road, so I would hope that it's in Horton Bay. Because when you search for it on the internet or whatnot, it often will say Lavender Hill Farm in Boyne City. But it's right. It's not really Boyne City. <laughs> yeah. I don't see Horton Bay doesn't have a post office. So oh, maybe, maybe they don't have an address. Maybe it's not a yeah. So maybe if you live in Horton Bay, you actually your address is still technically in, Boyne City. Still in Boyne City mailing address. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I never even thought about that to just now, but Horton Bay is a nice little community, but it does not have a post office. And that Horton Bay as a community really has an identity all of their own. Um, Horton Bay is sort of made famous because it was stomping grounds of Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway's very first marriage took place in Horton Bay. Um, I'm not an expert on Ernest Hemingway, but I have read that uh, his family, of course, had a summer home on Walloon Lake, which is not Horton Bay. But um, he meandered all over the the area, and he found himself very at home in Horton Bay, which is on Lake Charlevoix. And um, I've read that when he wanted to come up to Horton Bay once on his own without his family or transportation, that he actually walked from the Chicago area to Horton Bay, Michigan. I don't know if it's true or if that's just a legend, but that'd be a long walk. That'd be a long walk. But, you know, back in the day, people did stuff like, you know, they did stuff like that. He may have hitchhiked a little bit, too. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, anyway, so Horton Bay is famous for its Ernest Hemingway connection, but it's a small community. I have no idea what the population is year round. I'm sure it's minuscule compared to in the summertime. It expands a bit, but it's still a very small community. They have, every year on the 4th of July, Horton Bay has a Horton Bay parade, 4th of July parade, and it's very political. I've been to it once. I don't think poor Bill has ever been able to go to a... Nope. Yeah, because Bill, working in a as a grocery store um, bakery manager, has to work on the 4th of July, it seems like, every year. But um, my uh, daughter and her now husband were visiting one summer, and we decided to hit up the Horton Bay 4th of July parade. And it is very political and it seems pretty split evenly too between Democrats and Republicans. And they all seem to have a pretty good sense of humor about, about the whole thing, but all of the entries and often they're just um, families get together and create their own float or theme that they walk through the parade with. And it's, it's pretty hysterical. So Horton Bay is a very tight knit community and, and they really have, an identity. So it surprises me they don't have their own post office. Yeah, that does surprise me. Because it's not it's not like it's a new community. Horton Bay as a community has been around for a long time. A long time. So if you were to drive from Boyne City to Horton Bay, it's... About eight miles. Is that all? Yeah. Okay. But it's a bit of a drive. Um, 
Anyhow, so Lavender Hill Farm, you you get to Horton Bay and you take Horton Bay. What's the road? Point City Charlevoix Road. To Horton Bay Road, right? Right. And then the Lavender Hill Farm is on Horton Bay Road. Um, and it is worth seeking out. It's just, I, I'm so excited right now because the lavender is just starting to bloom. And so Bill and I are going to be getting our cameras ready and starting to make visits for the next couple of weeks to Lavender Hill Farm and get to get more beautiful pictures. We should probably move to the next picture, Bill. Ah, I took this picture. And I the reason I know that I took this picture is because it's a picture of Bill squatting down in the rows of lavender, taking a picture himself. I love this picture. It, um, first of all, I love this picture because it's a picture of Bill. But secondly, this picture really, the color is beautiful. Don't you think, Bill? Yeah. Yeah. And you can see, um, little different varieties of the lavender in this picture as well. There's white and, and a couple different shades of purple in this. One of the things is this picture shows a little bit, for those of you who don't know, uh, lavender farms, typically they um, lay down what is known as black landscaping cloth, which seals out the ground from um, grass and other things growing up. And just the lavender plants themselves come up through this. I think they probably cut the cloth so that the plants. Come yeah, I'm sure they it. make slits where they yeah. plant the plants. The, into it, it. it allows the lavender grow on its own with without any um, kind of um, other species competing for the nutrition on the soil. It also creates heat, which lavender really likes, and um, so it's it's pretty cool to be able to walk through the rows of lavender and. Um, Some of the fields are planted more closely. The rows are more closely planted together. So it's more difficult to walk through some of the fields. But the newer fields, I feel like they were um, conscientious of planting them far enough apart that you could easily walk between the rows of lavender. The lavender plants themselves are pretty hardy. It's not like if you walk through there that you're going to knock the blooms off or break the plants. They're They're pretty pretty hardy don't you think bill yeah you'd have to you'd have to practically fall into them in order to hurt the plants but yeah um, and as they age you know some of the plants some of the fields there i think are pretty old and they're you can see the stems you know down at the base are pretty thick and and you know thick and gnarly yeah that's just old growth it yeah they, that's definitely there a lot of them are, are well-established plants i don't the, know how long that they last but I have noticed in the last two years, they have been pulling some of the old fields up and replanting new. So um, I I always feel a little disappointed because those old, those old plants just seem so hardy and healthy, but I think that they probably do have a, a shelf life, if you will, and they need to redo them. Um, the Lavender Hill Farm is certified as an environmentally verified farm. So I would assume that using the landscaping cloth to prevent weeds from growing is probably their best, if not their only option for, you know, for taming down the weeds and the competing, you know, plants because they, they won't use any um, pesticides. pesticides. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is another wonderful thing about um about the farm is you can you can feel really good about going through there that there isn't poison. You're not walking through plants, you know, that have Roundup. Right. Uh, you know, for you to get on your shoes and your feet. Um, the Lavender Hill Farm, um, I believe, was established in 2003, and the original owners were Roy and Linda Longworth. Now, Linda was a beekeeper. Her passion was bees, and if you pay any attention at all to current events and what the environmentalists are telling us is that we need to pay particular attention to the bees. That sort of the bees are the canary in the coal mine that if the bees are dying out, then we're in trouble, right? Yeah, they are considered pollinators and um, bees and a few other insects are, are the people, the, um, I was going to say people, the uh, animals, <laughs> the insects that um, help pollination um, of so all they're... plants in order for to uh, fruit plants in particular, but a lot of crops, vegetables, uh, need pollinators in order for their um, vegetable or the fruit to actually develop. So without bees, we wouldn't have food to eat. No, we need bees. I mean, even if you thought, well, I'll just eat meat, the the cows or the pigs or whatever, they need to have grain and food to eat in order to produce meat. And so if they don't have those things, I mean, bees really kind of are at the at the top of that chain of what needs to happen to feed the world. Right. Um, you know, maybe somewhere down the road, we'll do a podcast all about bees because I do find it fascinating. I don't know enough about bees, raising bees, bees colon, bee colonies, but I know that uh, at Lavender Hill Farm, they usually have um, beehives, uh, man-made beehives somewhere in the back of the, the farm. Um, there's signs when you get there that if you're highly allergic to bees, that this is turn around, go back. <laughs> this is not a place for you. But um, they don't own their bees. They usually contract with a local, um, what do you call people who keep bees? There must be a name for that. Beekeepers. Beekeepers. And so some some beekeepers will um, bring their hives over and uh, and park them at the Lavender Hill Farm, which is good for, you know, it's a win-win for everyone. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed with when they have the bees there. Um, even though I am allergic to them, I, I've been around them enough that I make sure that I don't sit on one or swat away. Honey's bees, for the most part, as long as you don't physically trying to harm them, they leave you alone, so... They're not aggressive as much as hornets and stuff. So, so I actually met Linda Longworth um, a few years ago. The folks who now own the Lavender Farm approached me to teach a uh, photography class um, at the Lavender Hill Farm. The, the big barn that you see, they have converted that into an event space. Um, people can rent it for weddings or other parties, but uh, also they do their own things in there. They have um, in the summertime, they have lunch at the Lavender Farm and they have art classes and um, all kinds of different things that they do to create interest in the in the farm and for people to be able to come out and enjoy the space. So um, what they wanted me to do was teach a class about how to take 
better photos using your cell phone, which isn't necessarily my expertise, but um, photography is photography. So I managed to put together a little workshop about how to take better pictures in general. And one of the ladies who signed up and sat in on my class was Linda Longworth. And she approached me after the class was over. And um, part of my um, class, which is just part of who I am, I can't help myself, was to talk about how wonderful nature is and how you don't have to go far to appreciate nature and you just need to take the time to stop and look. And uh, she wanted to talk to me about how much that meant to her. And she shared with me about her beekeeping and and how she had previously owned the farm. And um, when her and her husband owned the farm, it was really just a kind of a personal endeavor. It had a little gift shop there, but they um, they didn't intend to make it a big operation. Um, and I think that after a while, it got to be almost too big for them in their retirement years to handle, which is why they sold it. Uh, she still raises bees. She invited me to come over to their home and and um, see her bees sometime. She gave me all of her information, which I very quickly lost. I, I wish I, I could find it because I would love to go over and see her bees. That'd be lovely to be able to photograph, photograph that stuff. Yeah, I'll have to dig and see if I can find her information. But uh, she was a very sweet lady. Um, they sold the farm, I think, in... Wow. Uh, 2014, maybe yeah. I, you know, I should not, not say that cause that. I'm, I'm not going to get the date accurate, but right. it's been a while. It's been a little while and they sold the farm to Bill and Aaron Mansfield, who I believe they live in Lansing, Bill, when we talked to them. I think that's where they're from. Yes. And, um, and then, um, they, Bill has a partner that he used to work with and her name is Rita. Robbins. Um, the two of them, Bill and Rita, had worked together and Rita had moved on to work in New York, Wall Street. Is that right, Bill? She's pretty high powered. Yeah, that's what I understand. And they have turned Lavender Hill Farm into quite quite something, right, Bill? Yeah, it's impressive. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's impressive. A, it's a small business per se, but they've really uh, advanced their marketing and the things that the, they've done to develop the whole uh, land itself is is pretty amazing, and they're constantly um, upgrading and and expanding. It's it's just kind of being close to where we live. It's kind of cool to be able to see the growth that's happened over the last few years. Um, yeah, they they are go getters, uh, Bill and Rita, and uh, they have seen the potential. That, that is there to, you know, whatever they do, I'm glad they're doing it because they need to bring in some income so they can keep that lavender um, farm going. And uh, the things that they have chosen to do as, as a business have been good things. And they have expanded on the little gift shop that was started with Roy and Linda. And um, they took the barn and really put a lot of work in, put a new floor in it and put beautiful chandelier lighting in there. And um, boy, the first time we visited the farm after Bill, Aaron and Rita bought the farm, they were just renting out space in the barn for storage. Do you remember that, Bill? Yeah. Yeah. 
we, they showed us, um, we got talking to them and, and Bill was showing us around a little bit and he walked us into the barn and there were several jet skis that were. Yeah. And trailers that they just had rented the space to store them. Yeah. Now the barn is just, oh, it's a beautiful space. It's got a beautiful hardwood floor. I love that they've kept the walls rustic. You can see um, bits of sunlight shining through the cracks between the board, the barnwood boards. Um, but they've got, oh, maybe half a dozen beautiful big crystal chandeliers that hang from the high ceilings. Yeah, they're big. Yeah, they're very big. Um, and uh, yeah, people use it for weddings or other parties. And um, they have a concert venue there, too. They have. Yeah. Years ago, not even that many years ago, there was a little venue over in Boyne Falls that did concerts and it had been doing that for years and years. It started out as sort of somebody's backyard entertainment and they invited people to come and enjoy. And it evolved over the years to get some pretty significant um, bands to come and play. And, and it really, that's that situation grew and grew. And eventually the people who owned it wanted to, I don't know if they were moving or they just wanted to give up on that because it had grown to be such a popular. Yeah, they may have just gotten tired of it. So the Lavender Hill took over the concert series. So each summer they have a little concert series that happens in the barn. Um, this year, I they are still trying to do that, even though it's COVID times. It's a little um, Maybe less bands are coming and they have to practice social distancing, but they're still trying to provide a little outdoor northern Michigan entertainment. Got to enjoy the heat while you can. And the beautiful aroma of lavender. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, whole, the whole farm itself, the just beautiful rolling hills. And it just it's a really nice, nice setting for all that kind of entertainment. So we're not moving along with our pictures here very fast. Let's move on go to, to the, the next, next picture. One. Whereas I took the last picture of Bill taking a picture. Bill took this picture because I'm in the picture. So you want to talk about this one, Bill? Yeah, this is a picture of uh, Winnie um, again in the in the rose of lavender um i just snapped it as she was walking up the um two real healthy deep purple rows of lavender winnie really really loves the smell of lavender she loves to just open up her hands and run them across the plants and then smell her hands from the lavender that gets soaked up and uh, that's what she was doing in this particular picture She's walking towards the sunset, which was just going over the hill from the, um, crossed the way from the barn itself. Um, and the barn is in the background with, again, really kind of wispy clouds in the sky. And, um, the sun was just kind of washing all over, um, the, the background of this picture as well. So I love this picture and I feel weird saying that because it's a picture of me, but I'm not necessarily the focal point in this picture. Um, 
I don't think anybody ever really loves pictures of themselves. And generally speaking, I prefer to be on the other side of the camera. So um, when I find a picture that I like of myself, I'm pretty excited. Um, this one, of course, I'm walking away from the camera. You can't see my face. I'm wearing this ridiculous hooded jacket, hooded sweatshirt jacket that's tie dye. So the time of the year when the lavender is blooming is usually the time of year when we have, we're head deep in summer youth camps and summer camps at Park of the Pines where we live and work. And so we're very, very busy. So we really have to work hard at carving out a little bit of time that we can sneak over to Lavender Hill. I'm glad that it's so close and uh, enjoy the farm and take pictures. And But we don't necessarily have time to think it through. And I don't know if I thought through that I might, Bill might take some pictures of me in the Lavender Farm if I would have wore that tie-dye jacket. But <laughs> it... um. I just love this picture. There's big, beautiful, billowy lavender, rows of lavender. Um, I'm walking through them. The sun is setting. And like Bill said, the sunset is just washing the picture. It looks like it's maybe kind of a hazy, lazy summer evening. Um, you can see the barn in the silo. Um, close by the barn, there's one of the fields we were talking about where they had taken out the old lavender and replanted it to new lavender. Um, there's even in the foreground, you can see where they've um, pulled out some rows in the in the big, thick, heavy, mature lavender. And there's a couple of rows that they have planted new lavender in, even even within a, an established field. So they're constantly working at turning over the plants and making sure everything stays fresh and continues to grow. Um, but I you know, in the middle of the winter, if I pull this picture up and have a look at it, oh, it just makes me feel good. I, you know, being there is best. You know, I can just, if I look at this picture, I can just place myself, transport myself into a time of, you know, it's warm and I'm walking through the lavender and the lavender just smells so great and the sun is setting and it's just calm and beautiful. And I, I think, my happy place is an overused phrase, but if I was ever going to be the person to say this is my happy place, this is one of my happy places. Yeah, it's not bad. It's pretty nice. So what's our next picture? Ah, we talked about the bees. Right. And this picture is actually um, a pretty good close up of uh, a honeybee that's on a um, a stem of lavender that uh, is not completely mature. There's two or three blossoms that are open, and you can see the plant that this bee happens to be on. Um, not everything is opened up yet, um, but he the bee is doing its job pollinating, and um, there are lots of bees around, and we love taking pictures of them because the the colors are pretty pretty brilliant and uh, the just fascinating to watch the bees work their way through these plants. The um, um, if you're a photographer who has taken any photography classes or workshops or anything, um, one of the things, and I guess this rule applies to any artistic endeavor. That one thing that is pleasing to the eye is when you combine warm and cool. 
And this picture is a good example of that because the lavender in this picture, you can see purple lavender and in the background, a little bit of white lavender and the cool green color of the stems. And then the bee is that beautiful, warm, orangey, yellow glow. And they they do look mean, though, don't they? <laughs> Yeah, they they definitely look like they they're a little slanty eyes if and you cross them the wrong way. They look a little bit like they could be mean, but honestly, when I've never had a problem when I've been at the lavender farm with feeling like I've had been harassed by bees or by bugs in general. You know, sometimes when you're somewhere in nature, bugs will want to swarm around your head and fly around and and it's annoying, but I, they are just busy at the lavender farm doing their thing. I don't know if bees scare off other insects that much or, although I, I have seen grasshoppers and stuff there, but like mosquitoes and that type of thing, I don't think I've ever. So one of the them. things that they sell in the gift shop at the Lavender Hill Farm is a natural bug repellent that's made from lavender. Ah. So that makes me wonder if maybe lavender plants in themselves help to repel mosquitoes and that type of thing. Well, if that's true, we need to get more of those around here. Well, that's what I've been planting them. I've been creating my own little lavender farm right here. Um, the bees are busy doing their work. So as long as you aren't harassing the bees, the bees are not going to pay attention to you. Like Bill said earlier, you want to pay attention if you squat down in the lavender or when you take steps that you're not accidentally disturbing a bee or several bees you know, that maybe could present a problem. But if you're just caught, you know, you probably don't want to run through the lavender fields. You want to take your time and be cautious, but uh, yeah, I'm sure the owners don't want you running through the lavender. Either. I'm sure they don't. Um, and this time of year, the lavender farm is really busy with people, with tourists and people like us who just want to go and enjoy the farm. And everybody seems to be very respectful, at least what I've seen. You don't, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anybody really misbehaving, if you want to say. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anybody picking lavender or, right. you know, walking right. diagonally through a field and not paying attention to where the rows are. Or Right. I think people are, are pretty respectful. Um so I wouldn't let the bees deter you from visiting the lavender farm if, if you want to go, unless you are allergic to them. And then that's a whole nother issue. But um, taking photos of the bees is a, a real challenge and um, probably a great exercise for photographers to, to, uh, to do because you, you have to know what settings are going to be good enough to get a good picture and yet fast enough to stop the bee in motion and in the right lens so you don't have to unless you want to be on top of the bee uh yeah there's there's a whole lot that goes into it and we've tried everything we've tried all different techniques oh yeah with varying um um levels of success in this picture um pretty much one stalk of lavender is in focus and the bee is in pretty good focus and we've managed to stop action because his wings you can see all the details in his wings. The wings never stop moving on a bee. No. Um, and sometimes you want to take a picture that shows that, that slows, you know, a slower shutter speed so that the wings are a blur, even though perhaps the, the bee's face is in focus. But it's, it is a challenge and it's a good way to sharpen your photography skills. Yeah, we quite often will take 
we always have two different lenses on our cameras. Um, and usually we take a couple others just as, just depending on what you want to shoot. And, you know, if you're doing wide angle stuff or up close or a little of both, or, you know, sometimes you might be trying to take pictures of people. So it's a whole different thing too. And yeah. And then Bill and I will uh, trade off cameras too. We'll, you know, we'll take some pictures with the camera and lens set up that we've taken and then we'll say, Hey, let's switch for a minute. And, and at the end of the day, it's hard to remember who took what picture, but it's all good. Yep. So the next picture is a picture and this one was taken really maybe even the first summer that Bill and Aaron and Rita owned the farm. And that first summer, um, it seemed to us anyways, like Bill and Aaron and their family, they have some young kids, um, were doing a lot of the work themselves. Right. It didn't appear as though they had a big staff of people or. There were a few people there, but not nearly the staff that's there now. Yeah, they have really grown and they have quite a few people that work the farm with them now. But in this picture, there's a little, is that a little John Deere tractor? Yep. And. Um, Bill Mansfield and his son. His son looks like he's 10 years old. Maybe a little older, but not much. And they were harvesting some lavender. And, and the way you harvest lavender is you kind of grab a bunch of it and you cut it low on the stem with a sickle, a little, a little handheld knife with a curve that looks, I want a sickle really bad. <laughs> I have no need for one, but <laughs> they look like a fun tool to use. Anyways, the dad was cutting um, handfuls of, of lavender and then handing them to his son. And the son was using rubber bands or string. I think rubber bands. To tie the bunch together and then lay them on the cart that they were pulling with the, with the tractor. So I think, you know, that first year they were doing a lot of that work themselves. Yep. Getting to know the farm. And, and it just seemed to us like what a great family endeavor. Yeah, and it, I mean, we weren't there all the time. Who knows exactly how the kids felt, but it seemed like the kids were genuinely interested in learning the process. I think that the parents, parents are probably pretty business-minded. Yeah. Did did Mr. Mansfield tell us his his career is in money management or something on that order? I believe so. And um, so I think that they're sharp business people, and probably the kids are picking up on that too, but... If you look closely in this picture, Bill, you can see that Mr. Mansfield has a walkie-talkie on his belt. Yep. And the and his son does too. Can you see that? Yep. So I bet the kids probably took it pretty seriously, feeling like they were a part of this whole business and this endeavor. And yeah, I think it was. I think it was a great thing to share as a family and and kind of learn it together. Yeah, definitely learn it together. One of the um, little photography workshops I did at Lavender Hill Farm, their daughter sat in on. And honest to God, she knew more about cell phone photography than I did. It was a little embarrassing. almost. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, sharp kids, sharp family, um, big job. And they're, they're all in it together, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, the lavender, um, although used for, I mentioned it's used in uh, floral arranging and crafts and culinary. Um, lavender has also been used throughout time and more, I think, in Europe than in North America. It is used medicinally. 
and a picture that I haven't included in our series today, but a picture we got on this very day was a picture later on of um, Bill Mansfield in one of their sheds with a distillery, right? Is that the right word? Yeah, it was almost like a they were taking the uh, plant um, and pressing it to extract the oil that's actually in the plant that they, he told, he said that they, um, in Europe, they use it like peroxide. As a disinfectant. Yeah. Yeah. I think he compared it to witch hazel, you know, like a natural disinfectant that's not chemical. Right. Um, when we were, um, touring, uh, Bannock state park, which was an old gold rush ghost town. Uh, we did one podcast episode previously about Bannock, but in some of the old um, structures, some of the old homes in Bannock, they had lavender hanging from the walls. Now, obviously it wasn't hundred year old lavender, but I'm sure it was put there um, in tradition with a lot of people who didn't have access to modern medicine would use homegrown remedies. And lavender was, you know, one of those very commonly used herbs for a variety of medical reasons. Right. I would suggest um, if you visit Lavender Lavender Hill Farm, which I highly suggest you do, that you take time to browse the gift shop. Um, even if you if your intention isn't necessarily to buy things, but just to see the the whole variety of things that lavender is used for. Because like I said, they were last summer they were selling a bug spray made from lavender. And um, I think there are different like lip balms and salves and whatnot that are made from lavender. And it, it's just amazing all of the different uses that lavender has. Yeah, we couldn't even start to tell you all of the difference because there are lots of varieties of things in the gift shop that they use uh, out of lavender that they've created. Uh, it's pretty impressive the things that they've come up with. One of the things I have bought from the Lavender um, Hill Farm gift shop was um, one of those deals. I'm not sure what you call them, where someone has sewn a long tube of fabric and filled it with lavender and probably another grain as well. And you heat them up in the microwave and you can wrap them around your neck or wrap it around your sore elbow or knee or whatever. It's like a heating pad. Like a heating pad. But um, the ones they sell there, of course, are filled with lavender. And so when they heat up, you just get that aroma of the lavender. And it's it's uh, not to mention the nice warm heat of the device. Just the aroma on top of it is a, is a real bonus. Um, I'm, last winter, I used, I used it for something. And days later, when um, our son and his wife came over, um, my, his, my son's wife sat on the sofa and she said, I smell lavender. <laughs> it was where I was sitting when I used it. So the smell of lavender evidently had lingered on. It does last a long time, but it's, it's not an unpleasant smell by any means. Either, it's not so. unpleasant. So let's go on to the next picture. So the next picture is not a great picture, but it's, it's the only one I could find. And, and this year we'll have to do a better job of photographing the drying barn. They have um, at Lavender Hill Farm, they have a big pole barn. Um, and if you want to know the best place to park when you go to Lavender Hill Farm, park by the pole barn. Um, and the, if they're drying, if the doors are open and they're drying the lavender, it's worth a little 
peek in and a little walk in there to see. Um, the first year that we stopped in there, they had tarps all over the floor and they just had the lavender was drying on the floor mostly. They had a few racks, like wooden racks set up that they had bunches of lavender tied to, but now they've got it down to a real science. Yeah, they've actually got, it looks like probably nylon rope that's hanging from the rafters of the uh, drying barn itself. And then they're attaching these bundles of lavender to the nylon rope. So they're, uh, they're actually, they can put lots of it in one small space. And I, do you think that the lavender smells even stronger as it's drying than when it's in the field? It becomes more concentrated. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, but it does. So the drying barn in itself is another magical place. It's just, I I just wanted to walk in and around all of those, um, all of those ropes with the lavender tied to it hanging. And I don't know how much they really want you to do that, but I could have spent time in there. Yeah, I don't know how much they want people in their drying bar, but you can you can stand outside and see the whole process without going in the barn itself, too. I suggest stepping in the barn a little bit, just a little bit, enough so that you can really smell it and get the feel of it. You're going to get us banned from the place giving suggestions like be, that. Be respectful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the next picture is a lovely picture. Um, this, is, this was last summer. Last summer... Um, at Park of the Pines, family camp was happening. Um, and family camp is like summer camp for the whole family, all ages. Um, and so the week of family camp at Park of the Pine is a super busy week for Bill and I. There's just so many people here. And so all of the buildings are filled and lot most of the campsites are filled. And there's just a lot of people here, and which means a lot of work for us. Um, Lots of unexpected things to fix or check or whatever. It's just a, a long, busy week for us. And so it's really hard to sneak away. But that always is the week where the lavender is really like at its very peak of blooming. Yep, it is. So we, we make a point of getting away. And this past summer, we had a good excuse because one of the gals who's um, a frequent a frequent flyer at Park of the Pines. Who's She's come to camp here for many, many years, and she was at camp with her family. Um, and it was the summer before her senior year of high school, and she wanted to have her senior pictures taken at the Lavender Farm. So it didn't take us long to say yes, right, Bill? Right. Sure, we'll do your senior pictures at the Lavender Absolutely. Farm. That's a no-brainer. Absolutely, we'll. So, um and she is an adorable little redhead. And I love to take pictures of redheads. It's just, you know. So in this picture, uh, it's like a head and shoulder shot of Tirsa. And she's uh, squatted down in the lavender. And of course, the picture is mostly about Tirsa and her beautiful smile and her sparkling eyes and her beautiful red hair. But you can see the lavender all around her. You can tell that this picture was taken at what they... Photographers like to call golden hour. The sun was low in the sky, getting ready to set. And so um, the sun is just lighting up her red hair in the picture. And um, yeah, this is this is a sweet picture. This is I think this is one of the ones that she chose for her um, school I, yearbook, yearbook maybe. But um, 
this was such a weird year because everything shut down in March because of COVID-19 that the poor high school seniors really did not have all of the traditional um, senior year stuff. They missed their prom. Um, they missed their traditional graduation ceremonies. Um, so schools had to get creative in what they did to honor their high school senior graduating students. So at Boyne City High School, they took um, the senior pictures from each of their senior students and had them made into little banners or yard signs kind of things. Right, Bill? Yeah, they were more like a like a, a yard sign would be for... That you poke in the ground with the a ground, little wire. Yeah. yeah. And they um, lined their circle drive at the school with the pictures of all the seniors who were graduating so people could drive in and drive around the driveway and, and see each student's picture. And this was the picture that, that Tirsa had chose for hers. It was kind of nice to see a picture that we had taken in with the crowd. Yeah, it's always fun to see your pictures in public places. Right. So um, this was so much fun. And there was, we took a lot of pictures and it was hard to, for me to choose just one to share in today's podcast. But this one, Tirsa looks, she just looks happy. Her eyes are sparkly and, the lavender background is pretty special. Yeah, it was nice. So one thing that Tirsa had um, done that day when she asked us to take her to the lavender farm and take her picture was she brought her little cousin along with her. And uh, the little cousin really stole the show in some ways. <laughs> if you go to the next picture, Bill. Oh, yeah. Um, how old is, is her cousin there? She's. I would say she's probably... 11 to 12, maybe somewhere in there. Yeah. But this girl's, she's, um, she's not a redhead, but she's kind of a strawberry blonde and she's got braces and, um, she's, you know, she's still young enough that she's not totally worried about how she looks. And, and she was just a little spitfire. She was, she, she enjoyed having her pictures. Taken. Yeah. I, I, you know, I kept asking her, well, how about we take your picture? I'd take one of Tirsa and then, and she would just, she was very cooperative. And not overly concerned about all the details of how she looked. And so that made it fun. And in this picture, she's sitting in front of the, um, a lavender field. And she's wearing a, just a pink t-shirt. says Pigeon Forge on it. And uh, just that smile, right? Yeah, you can just, just tell she was enjoying where she so was at. And yeah, and it's just being, natural looking and infectious. But the colors yeah. in the pictures are awesome. I love that she has a scraped knee and a scraped leg there, probably from playing softball. Probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is just, yeah, just that happy summer picture is what it looks like. I had to really choose carefully on what picture to include of her also because there was a lot of fun pictures Um the runner-up picture was a picture of her with her arms wrapped around a bunch of lavender, like, oh, I just love this. <laughs> so that was a fun day. This year, we have had a request to take um, a family um, family photos in the, at the lavender farm. I think next week we're planning to do that. If the, hopefully the weather holds out. But yeah, anytime anybody asks us to take their picture at Lavender Hill Farm, we're on it. Yeah, it started out as, I'd like you to take some pictures of my grandchildren, and now it's the whole family. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah. I would love to do a wedding at Lavender Hill Farm. That would be a really fun shoot. If not a whole wedding, I'd love to find a 
a bride or a bride and groom, or even just a, a woman who is interested in putting on a beautiful white dress and walking through the lavender fields. I just have a vision of how wonderful that would look. So I think that our next picture is our last picture yep. of um, Lavender Hill Farm. And uh, in this picture, and it's not a great picture, but it's a picture of um, Bill and I, after spending some time at Lavender Hill Farm, we're in our car and it's a close-up picture of Bill and I both holding some Lavender Hill soda. Yeah, one of them is cream soda and the other one is a lemonade. So a um, couple of the items they sell in the Lavender Hill gift shop is the lavender sodas and they also sell lavender ice cream. Yeah, that's pretty decent too. Um, so in this picture, we've sucked down most of a bottle of Lavender Hill soda and we're toasting each other as we leave the lavender farm. It's such a short, I mean, it's a short season. The lavender blooms for pretty, you know, I think they last longer than say tulips do during tulip festival, but. It always seems short just because we enjoy it so much that it seems like it's come, they bloom and it's there for a while and they harvest it, which is why they're growing it. But, um, we're always sad to see it all gone when it's gone too. Yeah, because we enjoy it. And, and plus it's another marker of how summer is moving along and it's just so, summer goes by so fast. Right, right. So we like to end our podcast with the picture that got away or the picture we missed or the picture we wish we could take. And um, I haven't given this any thought. Bill, have you? I guess what you'd mentioned earlier, like it would be fun to shoot a wedding there or or engagement pictures, you know, anything like that. We enjoyed the senior picture thing, but I guess the the one to get away would be the one we maybe haven't shot yet this time. Yeah. And we've gone every summer we go to over to Lavender Hill and we've shot lots of pictures. Um, yeah. Maybe the the picture that's got away is is the one we haven't yet shot, and that maybe that's a wedding or. You know, the one thing we've thought about and tried a couple of times, and we're always, I guess, we're uh, getting old because we always can never stay up late enough. But I really think it would be cool sometime when there's northern lights to get a picture of the lavender farm in with some northern lights. You know what? That's it. That's the picture that got away because. We have tried to do that. True. And we have a couple of um, night pictures we've taken at the Lavender Farm, trying to do a star trail picture or whatnot. But um, do you remember the time, Bill, that we had a good prediction for Northern Lights and we checked them out here at the park and it looked like they were, it looked like there was some Northern Lights starting. Right. And you suggested, let's head over. Right to get the get pictures at the lavender farm and as we were driving the sky lit up like crazy with northern lights yeah and we should have stopped in the middle of the road and taken pictures where we were at we were not at the lavender farm right but... i kept saying hurry 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 and then by the time we got there and you can't shoot northern lights handheld you got to put your camera on a tripod yeah, so, you have to set the equipment up it's not just a quick process so by the time we got there and set the tripod up got the camera set they were gone. They were done. Done, yeah. done, done. And we were so mad at ourselves. Yep. Well, 
that's what next time's for. Yeah. Like you said, though, we always have good intentions in the daytime. Hey, there's a prediction for Northern Lights tonight. Let's let's stay up and let's go do Northern Lights pictures tonight. And when about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, we're like, no, let's Not just. today. <laughs> Not today. So maybe this summer, maybe yet, maybe we'll still get. We'll keep trying. Yeah. So stay tuned. Um, also, you can check out our Facebook or our Instagram um, in between episodes because we will post pictures whenever we take them and look for some more recent Lavender Hill Farm pictures coming. I'm so excited. Can't wait to get to the farm. Yeah, probably sometime next week we'll have some out. Oh, we're going to drive by there today. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for joining the Winnie and Bill Chat podcast this week. Uh, remember to um, subscribe to our podcast where, wherever you listen, whether it's uh, Anchor or Spotify or iTunes or wherever. Um, subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. Thanks for checking in with us and I hope you have a great day. Don't forget to stop and smell the lavender. <laughs> <laughs>